Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Pain is temporary. It may last for a minute, or an hour, or a day, or even a year. But eventually, it will subside, and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. What is going on, my beautiful people, warriors of the good? We are back, folks. No, we did not go away. We are still present. We are still here, and we are always continuing to carry out the message and becoming a warrior of the good. Folks, welcome in to another episode. Corey Panarolo alongside Stephen J. Fenton. And folks, like I said... Apologize for the hiatus that Warriors of Good has been on the past week. Weren't able to get an episode out last week. Both Steve and I, a little bit more on the busier side. But, um, partner, we are back. And although sometimes our schedules can get busy, uh, I know I can speak on both our behalfs in regards to this podcast that it truly means a lot to us. And when we are able to provide our two cents and our insights in regards to, you know, characteristics uh, and just everyday life is something that we truly cherish and always looking to carry out the message, my friend. And for those, it is now March. Hopefully the warmer weather starts to kind of continue to creep on up. I hope that not all of your brackets are busted into billions of pieces after what was an awesome First couple of weeks for the NCAA tournament, um, always a fun event, one of the best events, one of my favorite events that come around in the March season. Um, but transitioning and shifting gears to this, all in all, Stephen J. Fenton, my partner, my brother, how have you been, my friend? How are things at home? How are things at work? Um, and I know we were talking earlier that you are excited and you're itching to get back on the grind here, but uh, just filling in our audience um, and just seeing where you're at and how everything is going in Mr. Fenton's life. Well, it's March, without a doubt. That means there's madness in the air. <laughs> yep, it's, uh, it's, it's, so, it's so great the way you preface that too, Corey. And folks, I'm go- so glad that you are for those that are tuning in, maybe this is your consistent listener. Maybe it's your first episode. Regardless, I, I can't tell you how uh, authentically um, excited and I, uh, passionate I've been about this podcast. And I'll tell you why. I'm, as folks you know, and if you don't know, uh, if you're a first-time listener, I'm a school teacher um, in the public education. And I, Corey, uh, I got to tell you, 
And I've talked about this with you before, and I'm not saying it's more recently. I'm just telling you that I think since we've started this journey on this podcast, I've been um, I've been really realizing that the goodness that a warrior needs is such a missing element in the culture we live in today. Um, you know, I see it on the front end in the school systems and, the, uh, you know, with the students. Um, I do teach physical education. So when students come into my classroom and they come into the gymnasium, I'm dealing with more of the social aspects, which bring out the mental and the emotional sides. You know, obviously the physical side is, is also there, too, because we're doing games. But I believe in what we're doing so much even after all these years of just trying to, and I think that's what we've been trying to sell to you folks over time, which is I'm really excited for this episode, which Corey's going to explain to you momentarily, but I've been really, really excited for this podcast and because it's so needed. These, these students, I'm going to tell you a quick story, folks, and Corey, you too. The, uh, just, just the other day, this week, I, I was on administrative duty, which basically is uh, I do different things around the school that are needed during a period off. And this particular time I was needed in the uh, in the lunchroom during recess. And the the lunch aides, which are a group of adults, which are hired to keep monitor on students during recess period, both during while they eat and outside of recess. And trust me, folks, that is no easy job to watch almost about. 300 students at once eating lunch and then outside on recess, a group of adults trying to keep that under control. I give those, I give those ladies who I don't know if they've ever listened to this or not a tremendous amount of respect, but I come into this room and they hand me a piece of paper and these ladies, lunch ladies um, have given me a tremendous amount of respect in saying that I can, I can help uh, control the, um, the room, help bring across a positive message, yada, yada. But, this paper had – Corey, it could have had about 16 different items on it of actions that these students have been doing for the past, however, I don't know, a few months that they wanted me to address. Now, the students listen to me because I have a very commanding voice, and I've created a culture there of a positive type of environment that – I mean, geez, guys – Folks, I love to talk. I'm on a podcast with Corey. We're talking. Mm. I mean, that says it right there. So I get to try to bring that same element into my career, which actually I was doing even before this. And the reason I'm telling you this story is as I was looking through this list and then I started my my talk, not once did I read anything off of that list that they did. Did I revert back to pieces of it? But I didn't sit there and use it as a list. I used that as an opportunity to realize. And it was in that moment that I that really felt so strong. I'm like, wow, I'm, me and Corey are doing this. We're trying to change the world. And I'm seeing the world right in front of me making these things of goodness so wrong. These, See, the, the, the things that these students were doing that on the list were very basic things. But I'd call them very relevant. Cursing. Um, um, the, not listening to the talking back to the lunch aides, not coming inside when the whistle blows, uh, um, cutting lines, uh, talking back, 
you know, basic things any child does at a school or during a time of like that, that any adult needs to manage. But the thing is, is that it's out of control that these students these days are becoming robots. They do wrong. Adult yells at them. They listen to adult yells at them. They continue on and do wrong again. There's no authenticity inside of them that's making a true change towards the goodness, which is what brought to my mind. Like, I'm like, wait a second, me and Corey are doing this. Hmm. And I'm like, I want the kids to hear this, which, folks, even though you're listening, I really hope that you are. And I hope you spread this to the world as well. I'll tell you this, folks. I'm doing the same stuff at school to my students. Corey's doing the same stuff at his job to the young people and the adults he works with. We're spreading the goodness of the world through being a warrior. I'm so passionate about this podcast, Corey. That's yes. We were on a small hiatus, but you know what? It's so needed. We're back. It's madness. It's March. I'm so ready for this. Let's keep rolling, Corey. Steve. Awesome stuff from you, my friends. In addition, I was going to save this for the ends, but it perfectly suits kind of what we were talking about. Steve, like you said, we are looking to change the world. And looking on our website on anchor.fm.com, they have a great setup of analytical tools that kind of allow, allow you to gauge your podcast and see how the performance is. And it's unique because, you know, we started maybe about two months ago and we totaled up to 500 plays. No way. 500 plays. Folks, wow, thank you. 98% of the people who listen are from America. Now, I emphasize 98% of the 500 people listen to our podcast in America or from America. Wow. And Steve, this may make you pretty proud. And this is also just cool in and of itself. 1% of the audience, making it to 99 in total, is from Ireland. No way. Swear to God. <laughs> and the other 1% is from Granada, which I what? believe, I know, I will post it on Twitter for the fans who think I'm be trying to pull your leg, but I am not. 98% of the people who tune into this podcast are from America. 1% is from Ireland. And 1% is from Granada, which is a Caribbean country. Um, not specific. If you showed me a globe, I probably would struggle to find it. But that's just what makes it really cool in regards to spreading our message. And whether whoever is listening to our podcast stumbles it, stumbles upon it, rather, on Twitter, uh, Apple Podcasts itself, whatever. Um, they type in that search engine and it pops up whatever they're looking for that specific day. Uh, partner, like you said, we're looking to change the world. And whether it starts in the United States, whether it starts in Ireland, whether it starts in Granada, man, uh, we are doing what our ultimate goal was, um, was spreading this message across the world. Yeah, and... And to tell you the truth, Corey, 
the the world that we're trying to change is actually inside of every single person that's listening. That's the world. Their own world is worth it. It doesn't have to be this big social thing across the world that everybody needs to follow their own platform or their own program. Everybody's world is worth it. That's cool. That's what the world we're trying to change. We're trying to change your world. And we're trying to change your world, by not, not by us knowing the answers, but by us helping you become a warrior for your world. And just a quick little note for the for those listening from Ireland. Go Irish. I happily celebrated my heritage this past St. Patrick's Day and leading up to it. Huge Irish fan. Just told Corey before uh, we, we even got on this. I put my kilt on at 830 in the morning on St. Patrick's Day. Didn't take it off till 830 at night. Very proud to be an Irish Irishman myself living here in America. I've never been to Grenada, but for you listening, I'm so proud and happy. I hope we can continue to spread this around the earth, spreading the goodness that we're all connected. We're all humans. We're all spirits. We're all animals. We're all connected, my friend. What a cool thing. Thank you for sharing. I love Corey. Best thing. I was the best thing you could have shared at that point. I was, I was, I saw the statistic. I was like, this would be good, like to wrap it up, you know, wrap up the show, like a cool point. But at that time, I was like, you know what? Like, this, it's the cherry on top. Um, But I thought that was just an awesome way now uh, just to intro the show. And again, just to thank you all that do tune in to this podcast. Um, that you take these messages that we are providing and hopefully carry them out, uh, you know, pay it forward to somebody else that may need, you know, these words of encouragement uh, week in and week out. Uh, So, folks, let's shift gears to uh, the meat and potatoes of today's podcast. Today's podcast is episode 12, and in doing so, Steve and I both spoke uh, prior to uh, this morning, and we said to ourselves, you know, the past couple episodes uh, when we had our words of the day, uh, we were able to provide some background information from professionals, whether it was psychologists, authors, artists, musicians, this, that, and the third. And that was great. I thought that was awesome to you know, relate to a different audience, a different community that tunes into this show and may be in search of, you know, what we do talk about, may want to hear it on a professional level. Like Steve and I said, look, we're not professionals, but what we practice what we preach and we hold that near and dear to our hearts. Um, But we also spoke about that sometimes The best conversations, whether they are with your best friend, um, your parents, your sibling, whatever it may be, isn't, you know, scripted and sometimes comes out of the blue. And this segment, folks, is called From the Heart. Again, from the heart. And what we're trying to achieve with this segment is that we want to promote natural conversation. And we're not saying in our episodes like one, two, three, four, uh, in our earlier stages that we didn't have natural conversation. 
but usually sometimes Steve and I prep before a show, get our, you know, ducks in a row, uh, dot our I's, cross our, cross our T's, just to make sure uh, we're organized and we have, a, you know, a grip on what we want to talk about uh, in a time limit, make things nice and orderly. But we're going to kind of flip the script here. And the best answers in life, we truly believe sometimes are just unscripted and at the end of the day come from the gut and from ultimately the heart. So this is where I'm going to transition and throw it over to Steve. And primarily what Steve is going to do, he has an idea, a, con- uh, a concept, whatever it may be. Here's the thing, plus I have no idea what it is. So when I say idea, concept, statement, uh, I, I have no idea what he's going to bring up. But that's the fun of it. He's going to bring up whatever it may be. And he's going to kind of intro it, give his thoughts. And we're just going to have, you know, a back and forth conversation in regards to it. Most of the time, this is the cool part about it. When we do have a word of the day, in most of the time, I would say 99.9% of the time, Steve and I are in agreement that the word of the day that we bring on the show is you know, beneficial, you know, it's what makes a warrior a warrior of the good. We can, you know, this could be set up for a debate. He may toss something out that I disagree with. Um, and there may be points that I agree with, but, you know, have a different, you know, belief in regards to how it's carried out. Um, and again, that's what makes this segment so cool and, we're just going to shoot the breeze and see where it goes. I'm excited. Steve, enough of me chatting. Let's turn it over to you. I know you are very ex- uh, excited to get this episode rolling, especially this segment was brought up to you know the show by you. So just kind of explain you know, where the idea came from a little bit um, and you know what, what are some things that maybe I didn't say that you want the audience to know before we kind of dive deep into this uh, new segment from the heart folks from the heart what will we do with the drunken sailor what will we do with the drunken sailor what will we do with the drunken sailor early in the morning yeah well I was excited for this segment to be honest folks and just remember as we sit here and chat to you folks or chat to each other actually in this natural conversation love the name from the heart uh, I gotta give props to my partner um, for coming up with this incredible name to this segment because um, it truly is a when people have a conversation with each other um, you know we have talkers we have listeners sometimes we have too many talkers sometimes we don't have enough listeners whatever, whatever it may be in a natural conversation but I think if there's uh, natural respect there and natural um, uh, fairness there and trustworthiness and citizenship and caring and fairness, those are the six pillars of character that I teach all the time in my health class as well as my athletes as well as I live by. And the reason I bring that into it is because if you do have that in your daily practices, a conversation can be between two people, whether it's a debate or not, and they can be of goodness. So see a debate, uh, you know, and something of disagreement can be something of goodness. The world needs disagreement. The world needs debate. 
that I love that you brought that up, Corey. Uh, this will be an interesting uh, topic that I bring up today, and a little bit different. Uh, you're not going to expect anything I said, folks. I, the reason I'm saying all this because I want you when you listen to this, and you guys can you hear us kind of you know just chat. Remember, this isn't just about us talking. This is about us talking about warriors of the good. That's what we're trying to do. And what is a warrior of the good? You are. Corey is. I am. We're all warriors of the good. But to be a warrior of the good, you got to fight the fight. That's what I was trying to say with my intro when I was talking about my students. For some reason, the students don't want to fight the fight. There's too many average people out there. A uh, good friend of mine, I'd love to get him on a um, as a guest speaker one time. I'll throw some uh, props out to my, my friend who's a, a strength coach. He taught me there's 99 percenters and there's one percenters. And 99% of the population are average people. And that's what we're trying to fight here. So to be a, to be a good person, everyone's got something inside of them. Something. There's something deep inside of there. But you got to be a warrior and fight for that. So from the heart. This was inspired to me, uh, I'd say, from a good friend of mine. I've uh, had him on before, or I've actually uh, talked about him before. I believe it was a segment, Corey, that we did. I don't remember the name of the segment. Maybe you can tell me. It was when we gave a shout-out. Was that the name of the segment? Yes. Okay, and I think you gave a shout-out to your mom. Uh, yes, I think it was like my both my parents in general. Right, mm. and I gave a shout-out. Do you remember who I gave it to? Uh, Joe Diskin. If I'm correct. That is correct. My principal, Joe. So I was in a conversation with my principal, Joe, and we were talking to him. Um, I'm very close with my principal. Obviously, I gave him my shout out. I have the utmost love, respect, admiration for this man who's, who's changed my life. And we're in a conversation about another principal and uh, very close to Joe as well as me. But I don't work hand in hand with this principal. Um, believe it or not, I'm going to throw this in there a little bit my wife did um and became got to know him through the years and joe got to know uh this principal through the years as well and his name is matt let's call let's call him matt the principal and matt would told a story to joe actually and that's the reason i brought joe into this who actually told me the story and then i was so intrigued by the story that I'm bringing the story to Corey, which is ultimately bringing it to Warriors of the Good. So I hope I have your attention about this. I hope, Corey, you're interested, curious, because from the heart segment today, we're going to talk about the story of the golden anchor. The golden anchor, huh? The golden anchor. So right now, as your mind starts to go, I'm going to give you the background of the story and as I finish the background of the story, there is a point to what the golden anchor is, but I'm going to take it to a step. And I'm really curious how you take this mm. because the specifics of it have nothing to do with your life, Corey. But that doesn't mean the golden anchor doesn't have to do with your life. All right. I'm okay? all ears. So here's the story. Matt, uh, who's a tremendous principal, um, said that his father, his and his his late father, um, he's uh, recently passed on. Uh, tremendous man. I never got to meet, but just knowing his son Matt, the principal, I'd like to give credit to uh, his father, and I know he's watching over him. Um, told him a 
a story when he was uh, younger, and I don't know exact words that went through this, but the story went like this. He said, Matt, when you get into the teaching profession and you start to um, uh, you know, work your way into the teaching profession, the teaching profession gives you something called a pension. Now, Corey, I'm sure you know what a pension Correct. is. Correct. Okay. Basically, as teachers, this is one of the biggest things that people want to become a teacher. There's two reasons. Well, not the most important reason I'd like to believe that a person wants to become a teacher is the children. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to begin that. That, is, that isn't always true. Some people like the summers off. Some people like the, um, the nine to three jobs. Some people think that it's not much work. If you think that, folks, my goodness, run away. Teaching is this amount of work. So a pension, which everyone's pretty familiar with, is not only in the teaching profession, but it is, it, the pension is a security net or a safety net. Every month we take money from our paycheck and it goes into this uh, account, let's call it. I mean, into the state. Now, this has been a huge debate in the state that we live in because the state has been corrupt using that pension money for something else, which has been abusing it, yada, yada. The politics are involved, okay? Hmm. But we're going to take the politics out of this conversation and just use the exact thing pension. Because when I do retire, my father is a retired educator. And you know what? His pension is what helps him. He can't live a happy, full, enriched life off of it, but he can be alive off of it. Does that make sense, Corey? Yes. Okay. Because, like, that's a huge thing to understand. Like, these, my father and mother are not, by all means, entitled or uh, doing well. They are enjoying life through something that he used. So Matt's father told him that when you have a pension, that becomes your golden anchor. And what he meant by that was that pension is good until it is not. And what I mean by that, he said, is that that pension is good until it sinks you to the bottom, just like a golden anchor. So if you think of it this way, that that's hit like such a big thing with me as it is, because I'm not going to sit here and folks, this Corey, this is where it's a little different than, than, uh, than the world of you're in right now, because I'm in a completely different world than you. I have a family to, serve, uh, to support. I have children. I have, um, I have a wife. I have responsibilities. I have to pay bills. Um, I have a house. I have things that I need to do in order to get to that point in my life. This pension that I'm paying into is going to give me survival. So when I get to the next part of my life, I can actually give that what my father and mother are doing. I can't be the entitled life, but I can be alive. That keeps me wanting to stay inside the system I'm in, even if it was something I didn't want to do, because it is gold to me. I want something at the end. I'm doing this. Of course, folks, I teach because I love my students. I even said that even before I began all this. this is why I'm spreading my word of the goodness as it is. But this golden anchor is about saying it's so gold. But you know what, Corey? It holds me down and keeps me still when there's other things that I've been wanting to do in my life for so long that I can't do because I'm stuck at the bottom with this golden anchor. I hope it's, I hope you're feeling or at least seeing it. I, I, I hope you're, Corey, I hope you're really 
understanding it. Are you? I'll tell you what, Steve. So uh, I am understanding the concept of that. The anchor, the golden anchor, I should say, that when, let's say, it's placed under the sea, perhaps, and let's say you're the boat, um, it keeps you steady and it doesn't let you drift away from, you know, maybe things that could lead you to dangerous waters. Exactly. For the sake of the analogy. Um I'm with you on this as although I'm still, um, you know, in my the younger stages of my career, um, I haven't built up, you know, maybe a pension in contrast to maybe my father, for example. Okay, so so let me relate this to you, buddy. You ready? I'm all ears because this is how it relates, because I agree with you, because I first started thinking about this. And when uh, and again, kudos to Matt, Principal Matt and his father. He was talking to him about a because this is a concept. Mm. Now, Matt's father was so smart when he said that that golden anchor is something that you might be in the educational field, but there in any field you go in or any anything you do, there's going to be stress that hits your life. Mm-hmm. Is this golden anchor enough to keep you there? Let's take it to a high school mindset that you just left four years ago. The golden anchor could be a college that kids think they need to go to because the college is a a school of well-known name. Mm. What's to say that somebody who goes to a school of a not well-known name can't still make a successful life or the success that they want to make just because they didn't go to the school that they needed to go to? Yet that, quote-unquote, golden anchor that they get caught on puts that pressure on them and it sinks them down that maybe when they do or do not get to that school, they're using that as the success. When the truth is the student themselves, that the journey they're going through, dependent on whether they get in the school, the college doesn't make the student's experience. The student makes the experience in the college regardless where they are. I'll tell you what, Steve, now, I'm 100% in agreement with you in regards to the college analogy. And I almost, you know, and this is where I think the unique part of the segment kind of, you know, becomes is you can almost, let's say you preface that story and you don't maybe talk about necessarily something about pension. Right. You know, let's say, you know, the anchor of whether it's a ship, whatever, maybe you are using it to, and whatever definition you are kind of using it in, prefacing it, I should say, um, primarily an anchor is used so a boat doesn't like drift away, it stays in place. But also with an anchor is, you know, when it goes to the bottom, sometimes you, you know, it can't come up unless mightily it is pulled up. Mm. So sometimes, and let's say this is how I'm also kind of visualizing it. Let's say for a student that, you know, really wants to go to, you know, uh, a big school and, you know, a big name school and wants to experience, you know, what they portray college to be as. And this is why I think it's truly a blessing in disguise how my college journey kind of came about. Um, 
I, I for myself didn't need to go to um, a, a top premier institution. If I went to one, fantastic. But if I didn't, you know, that didn't matter to me. Like you said, I had the mindset, like you said and stated, the actual person will make the experience. Yep. Not the experience will not make the person. And for some, if they don't have that mindset, they feel trapped. They feel trapped that they're going to a school that they didn't necessarily want to go to. That's where my analogy in regards to kind of being trapped can be portrayed in this whole anchor analogy. But, and again, like you said, it can, you know, when talking about the pension and everything, an anchor's primary, you know, use is to keep a boat steady. For sure. And, you know, the cool thing about it is like the reason I started with that story, Corey, was because I wanted to give respect to Matt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like he For learned sure. that. Yeah, he learned that story from his father. Yeah. So like out of just respect of because Matt, I got folks, I'll tell you, and I hope he listens one day. Matt is a warrior of the good, just like Joe is a warrior. Of the good, Just like Corey's mom and dad are warriors of the good. So. That's why I started with that. And then I was really excited to hear you almost not like, I don't want to say confused, but you were more like, ah, you know, where, 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 where can I relate in this? And then I threw the, the college experience at you coming to student. Corey, the golden anchor could be anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it really can. I mean, you can take this con. This is why I was so intrigued by it. And because you got to think about what it says, the golden anchor. So, Something that's golden is not. I mean, there's other anchors out there. Let's call them the black anchor or the uh, or the or the um, uh, the dark anchor. Whatever you you get the point. What I'm trying to say, right? Mm-hmm. But like those type of anchors are not ones that you're gonna stay around. You're gonna do what you just said. You're gonna pull them up. So let's say a, a heavy anchor. Well, let's say you got a buddy in high school or a buddy uh, you're even like working with, and all they do is like say, "Hey, let's go out and party. Hey, let's go out and do this." And you have like work to do, you know, studies to do, responsibilities to do, you know, you have kids, whatever, whatever it is. Well, guess what? That's a heavy anchor. Guess what? Pull that anchor up and take off. Put your sails up and take off. Yeah. You're going to go floating somewhere else. But a golden anchor is such a great thing or such a great way of putting it because that old golden anchor does what you said. It makes you want to stick around, makes you want to stay there. And there's a reason for that anchor sitting there because it's gold. It's doing some type of positivity to you. Like, I guess another example that I've I've said this before in a podcast, too. You know, folks, you know, I'm a coach. Uh, I coach uh, uh, the sport of volleyball. I'm actually back in season right now. And I've I've said this before. I forgot. Perhaps, Corey, you can help me out what episode it was. We we were talking about something with uh, maybe it was called achievement. I think that was the episode when I talked about I think I talked about the kid that got cut. Why can't that kid who gets cut from a team, goes home, gets up the next day, puts their clothes on, gets goes to school, and moves on with their life in such a way of like, that's strength. Why can't that be, you know, in this world that we live in? Why can't that be rewarded? Well, the golden anchor could be something like when they go for something. Here, I I have a quick story, believe it or not, (laughs) Corey. (laughs) Me have a story. I got a kid that I coached. She is now in college, sophomore year. Um, her, I'm going to tell her name. Her name is Megan. 
I coached her through high school. This was one of the most incredible human beings I've ever coached. I nicknamed her in high school. Her nickname was The Quiet Riot. Hmm. Uh, couldn't say it any more than that. Uh, this kid was so quiet, and yet when she played the game, she brought such a riot. It was the perfect nickname for her. Kid went to college, first freshman year, didn't decide not to play college volleyball, Division One school. Sophomore year, this past December, she comes home and sees her family. I saw her talking, very close with the kid. You know, she said to me, she goes, I'm going to try out for the Division One volleyball team. I, I contacted the coach. And through that process of about five, uh, four weeks, she started to prep herself, getting ready for her tryout going back in January. Now, to do a walk-on at a Division One school after the coach didn't know who she is, and a school she never even thought about playing, that takes a tremendous amount of courage. Mm. Her golden anchor right there when she put it down was to say, and this is what this is the point that I brought this up. Her golden anchor at that point was to say, if I don't make this team, my anchor is, is going to, like, fall apart. Uh, my golden anchor is going to fall apart. It's not going to be gold anymore. It's just going to be a heavy anchor again, going back to the other analogy that I used, okay? Mm. So she, I, as her coach, and I'm very good at the mental, emotional part of this game, I tried to explain to her that this golden anchor, I, didn't, I wasn't using that analogy at the time, was not about her making the team and not. The gold part would have been about her getting on the team, but – the part about keeping her there to go in for this process, that was about the warrior of the good. Now, I didn't say those words to her necessarily. The podcast was still working at that, uh, just getting going at that point. But those are the exact concepts I was using at that point. I said just the simple fact of her going back and giving herself fully, fully to the concept of trying to get on this team as a walk-on with all the odds against her, it's not about making the team. It's about something will come out of that. She used her quote unquote golden anchor there and didn't just let it sit there, that, that anchor in itself. She pulled that anchor up, went to where she wanted down, and she didn't know if it was going to end up gold or not. And she dropped that anchor and went for it. The gold part in that was the simple fact that she went for it. Now, whether she made the team or not is not the point. The fact that she simply wasn't afraid to go after it and then pull it up if she needed to, you have control over your golden anchor is the point that I'm trying to make about that story. Mm. That's the point that I'm trying to make. I know that seemed a bit confusing to you, Corey, but I hope you heard me in there. I really did. I hope you heard me. Oh, absolutely. And I think it was the important part you know, before we even preface this, this story, Steve, was that not every anchor that you latch down and throw in that, you know, the sea to keep you steady is gold. You know, there's going to be, you know, heavy anchors, dark anchors, you know, anchors that may be holding you back from, you know, being a better you. And like you said, yeah. um, Megan was uh, with her name, the quiet, quiet riot. riot. And, <laughs> you know, to have the courage to draw yeah. that anchor in and say, you know, I'm going to travel the deep blue sea and 
you know, with my yeah. sales high and the wind against my back and, you know, the mindset was, wasn't, oh, it's going to be a total embarrass- embarrassment. I'm going to be, you know, the, a laughing stock if I don't make the team. It was more of what do I have to lose? I'm the quiet riot. I know what I can bring to this team, and I'm going to go out there and give it my all. And this can apply to a variety of situations. You know, it, it doesn't just have to be necessarily with, you know, a sports team. Maybe it's, you know, a job, one of your dream jobs that you wanted to apply for. You know, maybe it's, you know, mm-hmm. you're interested in switching careers and you're, you're nervous of, you know, about dropping everything and, you know, making that leap to see, you know, try something new. Folks, there's something to be said about how people look at things. And I can ask a simple question. I think, you know, majority of people can, if they ask this question without knowing the person's name, age, background history, whatever it may be. If you, and as cliche, I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast has heard this saying. You put a glass of water on the table that's halfway full. Look at me. I, I, look at that. I kind of already ruined the, the statement. And that's where you kind of see where <laughs> I lie in regards to what I'm about to say. But is this glass half full or half empty? If you live mm-hmm. your life with a half empty mindset, you won't have the courage, the confidence, the inner strength. Steve referred to our bodies as a te- as temples. You won't have mm-hmm. a a guiding light inside you to illuminate your temple to help you make the right decisions for your body if that's the way you think. If you you know one thing Steve too and this is kind of an example and it's kind of contradicting but I broke out of this shell um was in school and I thought that if I were to raise my hand to participate whether it was like in high school middle school um that I would come across as a know-it-all and that wasn't quote unquote cool mm. and sometimes and shame on me at this age that when there was someone in one of my colleagues or fellow students and I didn't say this out loud but it was more in my head that if they kept raising their hand answering every question saying and you know I was like oh my god like look who it is like again with the answer now if I believe that everything I do, I'm going to be titled and have a negative connotation as a result, I would drive myself insane. And Steve, we may know people close to us, acquaintances, that unfortunately have this mindset. But if you do live your life with this mindset, there's no way, no way, For example, the quiet riot. We go back to Megan, for instance. Mm 
if she says, oh, my God, well, if I don't make the team, I'm going to, you know, live in sadness and embarrassment my whole life. That's going to almost eat at her, you know, internal temple until maybe a couple of years to come. Sometimes things can, you know, folks take it, you know, may stick with you for the rest of your life, may stick with her maybe for this instance until she graduates college. But it's things like that. When you look that every single, whether it's mistake, lesson, if you take something from it, Steve, you Mm. ultimately can become a warrior of the good in this instance. Whether it's pulling up that dark anchor, that heavy anchor that's not allowing us to, you know, break our certain boundaries. And when I did tell that story, like I said, I was more naive at the time, but I don't live in that fear, that aura anymore. That anchor, I've been sailing for the past couple, I've been sailing for, my, my crew members are getting hungry, we've been sailing for so long. <laughs> that's but right. that's what, that's what I took from Megan, aka the Quiet Ride story, Steve. So I'm hoping that kind of your message in that story allowed for me to kind of make sense of everything uh just in regards to you know you know ultimately when we did preface this whole segment it's about tying everything in so i hope i was able to almost kind of tie everything in there kind of throw it back your way um you know as we kind of almost look to wrap up you know this segment as a whole exactly why i was so excited for this particular segment folks because a simple conversation from a great man who I, I can say I've never met, but I met his son who passed it along to a very dear friend of mine who happens to be my boss and friend who then passed it to me. And here I am talking about it on a podcast that can do with anybody in this world because a golden anchor is and could and even should be a part of you. You just have to know when to pull it up and when to put it down. And that is something that takes all of the other words of the days that we used and talked about on our Warriors of the Good because everybody has the opportunity to be a warrior. Corey, before we wrap this up, I am curious if you're curious what the final result was for the quiet riot. I, I am quite curious. I'm not going to make an, an assumption, but I, I do want to, you know, obviously <laughs> hear uh, the result in regards to, well, basically how Megan's story did kind of, you know, lay out the foundation um, of this segment, more, more or less the entire podcast. So allowing us to use her story to help share the greater good. I would love to hear um, how, this all came about and kind of concluded for her. Absolutely. I was at a tournament about three weeks ago in Boston, watching my daughter play a volleyball tournament. And my dear quiet riot came to visit me because she was going to school very close to Boston folks. To be honest with you, she goes to the university of Rhode Island. She walked into this huge tournament with about a hundred volleyball courts around. She walked up to me wearing a URI shirt, and gave me the biggest smile in the world. She is currently 
a Division One University of Rhode Island volleyball player. After three tryouts, she made her way onto this team, put an anchor down that is full of gold, and she is loving every moment of it. And as much as it didn't matter if she did or make it or not, she understood the entire journey, and she is currently enjoying her ride there. So Quiet Riot, Megan, when you listen to this, and I know you will, your coach, your coach who loves you dearly, is talking to you personally, telling you, you just keep being that quiet right because you are a one percenter and you are my family. And I couldn't be any more proud, proud, proud to call myself your coach. Well, there you have it, folks. Well-deserved ending. Shout out, Megan. Thank you again for allowing Steve to tell a part of your life journey and how it can really help others when they do kind of sit back, take in everything in regards to what we were just talking about moments ago. So, folks, that's all she wrote. And I'm not talking about the quiet riot. That's just a saying in general. Episode 12 in the books, just like that. Loved, loved, loved today's episode. Definitely would love to circle back to this segment and Maybe next week, um, I bring up a topic that Steve is, has no idea that's coming. And again, Steve, I, I think what made this episode so unique um, and special was the fact that, you know, when we tell our audience, I had absolutely no idea what story you were going to tell. And never in a million years would I have I told the story you know, in regards to when I was growing up in, you know, the high school, middle school that, you know, I would be, you know, pointed and associated as like a, a negative connotation in which I believe um, and how I lifted up that anchor and I've been setting sail ever since. Um, so I think that's what's so unique about this segment. You know, what what, what did you take away from this particular segment, I know it was your idea, but once it's all kind of finally wrapped up, you know, the whipped cream's been sprayed and the cherry and the sprinkles are all all over the Sunday of an episode, you know, would you do it again? What are your thoughts? And, you know, what did you take out of it? Even though, you know, you did kind of bring up the story with uh, Matt, the principal, um, and all in all in regards to that. Yeah, I – uh The truth is, is that I really just want to help. And so do you, Corey, the world. I I really want to build warriors of the good. Uh, I took out of it that this is just another piece uh, to their toolbox, uh, another weapon um, on their belt. Uh, And this is uh, this golden anchor idea was just such a great thing because it could be anything in your life. And sometimes it's okay to have a golden anchor. And sometimes you need to pull the anchor up, whether it's gold or not, and sail away. Um, Anchors keep you down when times you need. But there are times that in life, because it goes by so fast that we need to ride ride those waves. So I I, I just, I'm so excited to continue this journey. Folks, when Corey, when I tell you, and I know you can't see us, but he authentically, and if you go back to our episode, I don't remember exactly what number seven, 
I can authentically tell you that Corey had no idea I was going to bring those two words into this, which made this true because being a warrior of a good is so important to me. And we're trying to stay as consistent as we can, folks. We thank you for listening. I can't believe Corey said we had a listener from Ireland and Grenada. Oh, thank you so much. I hope you continue to spread it over there. I hope you send us your comments. Uh, Corey's going to shout out the social media part, the email. He's much better at that <laughs> than I am. That's the part about him. That's great. Folks, please just keep remembering the warriors inside of you, but the goodness is always alive. And with that, Steve couldn't say it better myself, my friend. And without further ado, if you are listening in Ireland, Grenada, and especially the United States of America, you can follow us. You can listen to us. Um, on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more, whatever your podcast functionality preference is, you can follow us on Twitter at Warriors underscore OTG on Twitter. You can message us, comment, whatever it may be. Any thoughts in regards to... This podcast, any of the podcasts, we will be attentive. We will respond. We love engaging with the community. Feel free to shoot us an email if you have a question. If we see one in our inbox, we'll bring it on the show. Warriorsofthegood at gmail.com. Again, that's warriorsofthegood at gmail.com. And partner, just another episode in the books, episode 12. You know, a great concept, and, you know, we just continue uh, you know, wanting to inspire our following, our community, you know, the warriors that, you know, hopefully aspire to be groomed into warriors of the good. And even if you are truly a warrior of the good, you know, before even listening to our podcast, you know, we hope that you learn new things each and every day, something that you can add to your arsenal to ultimately become a warrior, a stronger warrior for that matter, each and every day. Folks, we can't thank you enough for everyone listening, whether you're in Europe, the Caribbean, or even America. I'm Corey Ponerolo. He's Stephen J. Fenn. We thank you so much again. We will be back next week. Another From the Heart segment. Who knows? We're very spontaneous. Always coming up with ideas. We just love doing what we do, and another episode of Worry of the Goods has concluded. Have a good morning, everybody, a good weekend, and enjoy some college basketball starting to heat up. How about my UNC Tar Heel? Let's get it done, boys. Adios, everybody. <laughs>